0: place we could go so close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish
1: Hey guys, what is up? And welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 494, uh, sponsored by Coors Light Edition. Is it sponsored by Coors
0: Light this week? This week for me, it's sponsored by Yeti Water Bottles.
1: Sponsored by Yeti Water Bottles. The best water bottles you can buy for a Yeti. What do you think? Is it nice and cold? It is cold. (laughs) Uh, Well then, in that case, if we're going to play that game, sponsored by SodaStream... Uh, the best way to put chemicals in your body chemicals and bubbles in your body I don't
0: know. There's probably better ways to get more chemicals in your body, but sure. I'll take that for now
1: uh, I was actually thinking of you because well, I think of you often regardless, <laughs> but uh, First thing I think of in the morning
0: last thing I think of when I go to bed. What's Jared doing?
1: Specifically I was thinking of you because um uh i had like a little barbecue for my birthday and um one of the people that came brought a tub of red vines like you'd get at costco oh no that's a party it wasn't even a a full tub like their house they're like my really close like uh five minute walk neighbors so we hang out at each other's houses frequently or whatever but they they have two kids that are in like the i think one's nine and one's like 13 something like that um but anyway you go over to their house and they have like a a snack cart in their kitchen. That's just shelves of different snacks and little baskets filled with like all sorts of crazy snacks and stuff like that. And it's pretty badass, but it's for their kids to like grab whatever on their own and, and whatever. Um, but they always have like so many snacks out and I'm pretty sure they usually have the tub of red vines out just as a constant snack thing. Um, and so I think they brought, they brought the red vines over. It was like half full, which is more than enough. Yeah. For like a five-gallon bucket of red vines that's just half full is still way too many red vines. Um, But anyway, eating those made me think of you because I was like, these are just pure red dye, right? Like there's nothing. (laughs) It's like sugar and red dye. Yeah,
0: like red dye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Extruded into a vine form.
1: Yeah. And actually before that, a few weeks before that, we went to um, a friend's cabin for my other buddy's birthday and he got a pinata. And inside the pinata, aside from, um, you know, little bottles of liquor like you'd have for an adult pinata, there was also candy for the kids. And uh, Anthony ended up collecting a huge bag of candy and it was all lollipops and airheads for some reason. But anyway, the airheads give me the same feeling where I'm like, oh, airhead. Oh, this is just like a, a tab of sugar and dye. And your whole mouth turns whatever color one you're eating. And it just feels like, wow
0: yes someone that doesn't eat a lot of candy like whenever I'm around kids and like they have candy I try some I'm just like oh my god like this is
1: pure this sugar is
0: off the chain like this is this is not even enjoyable it's just like
1: yeah I don't know well I had developed we had so many airheads which are now have since we've gone through it developed quite a taste for airheads they're pretty good but uh I don't remember fake what the airhead
0: looks like I need to look this up
1: it's like a taffy. It's like a little tab of, Oh it's like yeah.
0: A yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I don't do, uh, anything in the taffy format. I, uh, mm-hmm. I had a very traumatic, uh, dental incident as a child that I pulled a old uh, ground out. I pulled a a, out. I pulled a filling out. And then, um, you know, because I don't know, like we didn't go to the dentist right away or ever. So like what, what would have but it escalated into like, all right. Well, now you need like way more work on this tooth. And I was always like, yeah. oh my god, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. So Starburst, I used to love Starburst. Those are out. Not on
1: a, uh, yeah, Starburst are good, but they are gone. Not a bad thing to stay away from, to be honest. It's yeah. not. It's not a good one. <clears throat>
0: Anything uh, that creates like a suction effect on my teeth, I just like—I don't know. I, I find it to be like very <laughs> unappealing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, anywho, um, I don't know if this had a point. I don't know if I was going I just, anywhere with any I've of this. you have just been
0: um, profiled as the person that really just enjoys uh, chemicals and dyes, I guess.
1: I guess. That's that's like your your defining characteristic. Like, people know, people drink know like you. Drink like a
0: really gnarly energy drink that just tastes like chemicals. Yeah. Like, oh, man, Eli would love this.
1: Yeah, that's what I think of now. Because you're always ingesting your yellow number five. Yeah. So no. it's true. Yeah. Anyway. Um what else is going on? We don't have a ton of game stuff to talk about this week. So I, I figured got, we could just I, yes. got new,
0: I got a new job, we could talk about that. Let's do that. Yes, I um I had a really cool opportunity to come my way. I'm still super married to game club, so that's not going anywhere. But um okay. the um I had a really cool opportunity to come my way with a a you know guy I've been working with on random projects forever hit me up and was like, uh hey, so So the company I'm working for now is Game Mill Entertainment. Uh, Mm. They are a Minnesota-based console and PC developer that wants Mm -hmm. to get into mobile. So um, they were looking for someone that knows their shit um, Mm -hmm. with regards to, like, you know, what makes the game good, like, you know, who's the right people to make that game and all that stuff. So you had to
1: lie on resume. Basically,
0: yeah. They were confusing for someone else. And um, (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, no, I totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but no, so I'm going to be, um, basically responsible for building, um, what I hope to be pretty cool games for them in the future that, uh, all kind of like, so their thing is they make, uh, games that use different licensed properties, you know, like Nickelodeon yeah. stuff and, and things yeah. like that. So, um, it's kind of what we're doing. It's just uh different kind of really cool licensed games that I hope I can make into something that is not only fun to play, but also successful from a business perspective so
1: well good for you and congratulations we'll and uh i think that's a good thing because especially when you get into licensed games they have a history of being terrible so if somebody's okay. there to be like do this to make it not terrible i right.
0: think that's a good thing that's 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 gonna be my thing is oh. like how do we how do we find the right license stuff and how do we make like actual games that are cool with that license yeah. so yeah it's going to be the first thing that I'm working on probably won't be released until 2022, 2023. So there's um, yeah. a long time, but.
1: Um, well, that's cool. It'll be neat. Uh, is, is there going to be any opportunities for you to visit Minnesota? I don't know. I What's interesting, I was like, this
0: This almost seems like, because I was considering this. I was like, oh, man, like if I have to go to Minneapolis all the time, it's probably really going to suck because we live next to a small regional airport. And like, yeah, you know, I don't know who flies to minneapolis from knoxville probably no one you know so i was like oh my god this is gonna be like uh, what should be a short flight that's sorry it's storming here so my dog's gonna be barking at random but um oh okay uh you know what would be a short flight is now two layovers and an extremely annoying day but like for whatever reason like knoxville to minneapolis is like the one regional to regional airport leg that the Knoxville no airport has I was like oh well that just kind of seals the deal because that's no way yeah, that'd be really because that because like and the way that they have the flight structure is like it's a day trip schedule so like get there in the morning fly at like seven thirty, and then fly back at like eight o'clock
1: dude that's seven. sweet uh,
0: it's weird that that is the way that this is set up so yeah we'll yeah. see but,
1: well that's really cool that's exciting stuff yeah,
0: we'll see how it goes it's uh a neat opportunity i guess to do something cool
1: yeah you'll have to uh keep us informed on what you're doing yeah when you can Say right now i'm about just stuff.
0: talking to a lot of different developers to get kind of proposals on um you know different stuff that we can work together on so yeah yeah not anything super exciting just yet yeah but, uh, it's in the works
1: these things take time
0: yeah a long time that's pretty cool enough, but yeah we'll yeah see.
1: all right Good for you.
0: Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, now what do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. How's your...
0: Uh, do you have an air fryer yet?
1: No, no air fryer I gave yet.
0: I the homework to buy an air fryer, though.
1: Mm-hmm. I know, but I don't... I, I Maybe when I have more counter space. I have no room for another appliance in my life. So I think if anything, I'm going to get... Have you heard anything about the... Uh, like the Instant Pots that are also air fryers, like yeah. how good a job yeah, they
0: yeah. do. Well, I haven't heard how good of a job they do. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it's a thing, I guess.
1: I think if I, if I end up getting one, it's going to have to be a combo with a appliance I already own that I can replace two things, one thing with two things. Mm.
0: No, I don't know. I think with your remodel, you should yeah. just have an entire room that's dedicated to kitchen, the single-purpose kitchen gizmos.
1: Well, we actually, uh, we talked about... I keep, like, telling Pam, I'm like, we need to get when we do our kitchen, we'd need like a deep fryer embedded in the countertop oh, yeah, so yeah. that we always have like a professional restaurant deep fryer. And then we could, we just use the, I don't even care if we have an oven or a stove or anything, you know, everything can be deep fried and, uh, that'll just save space anyway. Well, so. so,
0: you know, um, and I don't, I've never worked in a restaurant, so I don't know if this is true. And I've, I've heard this though, and that like, they keep the deep fryers at temperature 24 hours a day, because like what, is expensive from an energy perspective is heating cold oil up to hot oil as yeah. opposed to maintaining temperature of the oil is easy once it's yeah. covered and, and stuff like that, you know? Well, <clears throat> so you could just keep it going yeah. 24 hours a day and just always like, you know, wake up at like two in the morning take I a leak it and yeah. be like, hey, uh, you know yeah. what? I'm just going to throw some mozzarella sticks in here. Cause I'm yeah,
1: <laughs> why not have a mods, a mods, and a, a midnight pee, yeah. Um, So let me, I'll tell you a fun story of my first job. Well, my first legal job, because I worked before under the table before I was 15. But um, my actual first job was at McDonald's. And uh, that was quite a learning experience. Anyway, also was my first time getting a promotion. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you how great a promotion it is when you go from like the lowest person on the totem pole and they promote you to, the maintenance manager, which basically just means you need to come in an extra hour before yeah. the place even opens to sweep the entire parking lot, drain the oil, scrub the fryers, and put the oil back in. Or put new oil if it needs it. How often Basically does a, do all the worst shit ever for 10 cents an hour more.
0: How often does the oil in a McDonald's fryer get changed?
1: Back then, and this is the, the mid-90s, remind you. So um, I want to say... It was like once a week for sure, but you could choose, if you thought it looked gross enough, you could like choose to redo it if you wanted. And draining the oil had this weird contraption where you'd like pump it out into like a big tub sort of thing on wheels, like a mop bucket kind of. And then you push it out to the oil dumpster that's in the back. Yeah, And then you'd have to like pump it through a hose into the top of the dumpster. And let me tell you the grossest smelling thing in the world is rendered old, rendered fat and oil from well, deep that fryers. Was,
0: that would have been when uh, McDonald's was using like the beef tallow to
1: fry. I, I it, it might've been, but it, whatever it was is like, because it's a giant dumpster, they would only empty it. I don't know how often, but you know, not that often because it was a full size dumpster, but just for oil. And, um, So what would happen is, like, the surface would just solidify. But then when you pumped the old stuff in, it would break the surface and release the aroma of the rotting oil down below. And it's I can only assume it's, like, what, like, liquid human remains would smell like. Because that's more or less what it was. Well, so you know that,
0: like, people are into getting, like, old diesel cars and then, like, going to restaurants and asking for their spent oil... And using like it biodiesel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But then you, if you do that, you have to process it yourself. You have to do all the filtering and stuff. So imagine mm. voluntarily being like, no. Hey, let me suck this oil into a tank, oh. take it home and then doing yeah. whatever, like filtering or, or whatever to then put yeah. it back in your car to save 30 bucks on gas.
1: Right. No, I a hundred percent would never want to do that. And I, I have memory flashbacks of that smell. Like I can smell it still. And it's it's the most awful smell in the world, and it's the grossest job. But anyway, the whole point of this is that no, they absolutely don't turn off their fryers. I think the restaurant I was at, I think had four fry bays. Um, I think one was dedicated for just fish, and then there was like two fry ones, and then a, the third one could be fries or chicken or whatever. But anyway, um, you don't they don't turn off at all. And so what I would have to do is drain whether I was. Dumping the oil or not sometimes you just put the oil back, but you'd have to drain it either way and then when it was empty Scrub it with just a a sponge like a scouring pad really scrub the insides down And this thing is on and hot and they don't give you gloves that like go up your whole arm Like they probably should you just get a glove that covers your hand And so I would have burns up and down my arm every single day all day all the time always burns on my arm because you'd be scrubbing, you just pssst, oh, barely hit like the edge of the corner of the oh the bin or whatever, and it just felt like there had to be a better way to do everything I was doing. But I was just a dumb fifteen year old that didn't know better, and was fully getting taken advantage of by the owners of that place who would make a dumb fifteen year old do all this dumb stuff and call yeah, it
0: that's awful.
1: Call it a, a manager position, but um, yeah. So they do not turn off the fryers. It is very hot and burns you, and um. It success. And actually, related story, since we're talking about this, that same McDonald's, I burned myself on the bun toaster, which was like... It's um, like a conveyor belt, right? Well, uh, no, this one was like a lid a lid situation. I don't remember, because I think we did have a bun toaster that you put it in the top and it came out the bottom. But So this might have been something else, but whatever it was, it was I a hot piece of equipment with a heavy lid on top. And I accidentally, I was lifting it one time. And bent my my wrist enough so that the the handle, the like edge of the uh, lid, touched my wrist and burned it. And it took me a minute to realize it was happening. So it burned it real good. Like I actually, you can still see the scar. It's almost like an index finger McDonald's battle wounds. (laughs) And so, uh, again, I'm just a dumb kid. I don't know any better. And so I burned the shit out of my wrist. It's turns into a bubble almost immediately. So imagine like a index finger sized bubble filled with hot liquid or whatever. And, um, I'm like, Oh, ow, that sucks. And everyone working around me is like, Holy God, what happened to you? Oh my like, God, you need to like fix that or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know what to do. And so, you know, go find some, there's some burn cream in the kit and, uh, wrap it up or whatever. And, um, I'm just like in so much pain. It hurts so bad. Um, and so I'm sitting in the dumb little break room or whatever. My manager's just like, you know, well, we, I, I don't know if we can send you home. So can you just clock off and sit in here and see if it feels better and we'll give you like a uh, 30 minutes and if, you know, see how you feel after just that clock or whatever, out and see how your burn does, dude, they would do that stuff all the time where they'd be like, Oh, our labor cost is crazy. Can you go clock out and just sit in the break room and I'll tell you when to clock back on and just being naive and young. I didn't realize that you can't do that. So, um, Jeez. yeah. So here I am like burned, burned to death. Didn't do anything really to help it not be severe. And, um, then I'm sitting there on off the clock in the stupid break room waiting to clock back on. So stupid. The things you would do when you were young, but that's why I have this scar. You can really see it when it gets cold, but, um, have that scar to remind me to not get wow. fucked over that's
0: by your a, boss. That's a story. Don't get fucked by the man. Or you get a, like that a giant scar on your <laughs> wrist for life. Well, being yeah. getting fucked Basically. by the man. Should we talk about WWDC this? Uh, oh yeah, we can talk about that last week. <coughs> um, well, so did, what do you think of um, you know? The, I, so the problem with iOS 15 is that you know again we're I, I don't know it just it seems like they've done so much with iOS that these, what should be major releases are just like, yeah, I think we said this with iOS 14. It's like, Oh, that's cool.
1: I guess. But it's not like, yeah, this is knocking my socks This one off, feels you know? a lot like, um, like the refinement release, mm-hmm. right? Like they're adding a lot of really good little quality of life things that feel like they're long overdue. Um, which I think is good. I don't need any like, you know, big, like, big-ticket features, I guess, or whatever. Um, a lot of the little things that they've mentioned, I'm a fan of, and I'm like, oh, God, like, finally. Well, so what yeah. I think
0: is actually the biggest announcement of this that's going to make the largest difference for people is that they've announced that the iCloud backup stuff, when you're switching between phones, is now yeah. unlimited storage for you for free. Yeah, whereas yeah, like, that's
1: a really big deal.
0: I cannot tell you how many times... Um, because no one backs up to their fucking computer anymore. Like, I don't think you're yeah. a typical person. I mean, I don't even know how you do that now. Like, can you still yeah. back up your phone through iTunes? Yeah, like, I you can
1: actually. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: but like, you know, if you, if you buy a new iPhone, you don't have space on your iCloud to like back everything up to it. And you want to do like mm-hmm. the iCloud transfer. Right. I, and I've, I've watched this firsthand. It's like people that, that just use the free iCloud. And they're like, all right, well, I guess I need to pay $10. And like sign up for this thing, and then immediately cancel it or whatever once I'm done doing this transfer thing um has been yeah uh, something I've seen a lot you know, and I've had to explain yep. to people like, oh no, I just use it just you know just immediately cancel once you get it set up on your phone or but now like that's just one more friction point that's been totally smoothed over, which is pretty cool
1: well, I think we we've ragged on Apple before because it's it's, like, almost embarrassing that their free tier of Cloud Storage is 5 oh, yeah. gigs. Like, yeah. That doesn't help. That doesn't hold anything. Like, right. there's m- many games that are more than 5 gigs just by themselves. Yeah. So, like, it seems really dumb and cheap of the richest company on the <laughs> planet to ch- a-, a dumb place to cheap out, right? When yeah. they should be, l- I mean, 20 gigs, I feel like, would make a huge difference. And even that's not that much. Well, what's the what's
0: the uh, free tier of Google Drive? I feel like it's... It's it's more way more than five, I think, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's like thirty gigs or something, I wanna say. Yeah. Um I actually don't know because I think they actually just changed it. But anyway.
0: It's it's significant. It's not like either
1: way, five is is, is just a, a stupid amount that doesn't help really anybody. So um yeah, that there's no way you could even get a backup without five gigs and, and transfer your stuff. So it is pretty cool of them to do this. I'm sure it doesn't hurt or, you know, I'm sure the people in the stores that have to set up new phones for people too are like, oh, Oh, thank God, because it was always so annoying to try and work around that when you're trying to, you know, move a customer from their old phone to the new phone.
0: Yeah, Um, I the the thing that is actually going to be useful to me personally, though, is this uh, notification summary thing that's that's new in iOS 15. where kind of like because like I'm sure, you know, if you've got apps that notifications, you know, you wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, my God, there's so many. Dumbass things that have popped up on my phone overnight. Yeah, and you just like dismiss them because it's just, like I'm not reading like the hot Reddit story and like you know all this other dumb shit I don't care about. But yeah. it, this is pretty neat how it like will now basically intelligently give you like one notification that yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess is trying to show you what you interact with the most. Or right. I, don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure how the logic is going to work out because like this. To me, seems like it could be another one of those things where it's like Siri tries to figure out what you want to see, and it sometimes yeah. doesn't really know what yeah. you want to see. Like, yeah, yeah, like for instance, uh, the the Siri memories thing
1: for me basically is like,
0: hey, here's dead relatives and ex girlfriends. You know,
1: yeah. You, you know they specifically specifically addressed that with iOS 15. It wasn't yeah. in the keynote or anything, oh. but that was one of the deeper things that um, once people started digging into everything, is that uh, it's going to use AI to not recommend people that it thinks you sh- you are, don't don't want to see anymore, it's specifically like ex girlfriends and stuff, yeah. um, which yeah. I think is really funny because I remember actually going through my extensive photo library that goes back 15 years. And um, just deleting a bunch of pictures so that they wouldn't awkwardly yeah, pop
0: up. It's like one of those things. Like I, <clears throat> I don't know. At the same time, like I don't like deleting photos, even if they're just like you know old shit that I don't care about anymore, because it just seems weird to do that.
1: But it's still a time in your
0: life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's just God. I, I mean, I've had a digital camera now for I don't know like twenty years. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have an insane amount of photos in my photo library, right. you know, and it would be like a significant project to go through and like you know, delete stuff that I don't care about showing up in my memories, you know, like that. So I don't know, but that's, that's cool though. Um, do you, do you guys use the, use FaceTime enough that you care about any of the new, uh, FaceTime features like the spatial audio or, Um, like the web based FaceTime for non iPhone people? Like,
1: it's maybe kind of interesting so everyone in our immediate family that we do facetime with all uses iphones anyway and then we all have a shared like icloud album for baby pics and stuff and um so that works out really nice because we're all on iphone so it's not a big deal but um yeah. pam's sister and my brother-in-law are both android people and he specifically is very like hates apple person like okay. that kind, kind of yeah, android yeah. person so um, there's no chance of them switching ever, but they still video chat with each other. Now. I'm just not sure what they use, maybe, maybe Google like or something or, like that. Yeah. But WhatsApp. Yeah. Or whatever. But I guess it would be kind of interesting to try it through being able to send a FaceTime link and, and see how it works or whatever with Android people. Cause that might just be easier yeah. all around for everyone. Yeah, see, I but, don't,
0: I don't have a kid or anything. So I, I've, the only time I yeah. use FaceTime is like on accident.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and no, same here. I've I've used it probably like a handful of times in my life before having a kid, and now it's yeah. like every day is is Facetiming someone. Uh, Although, like which the is
0: funny, the one time that I actually, uh, what what made Facetime click for me was like I had my car at a mechanic, and he was mm-hmm. like calling me to tell me what was wrong with it. And he's like, Oh, hang on. Do you have an iPhone? And and I was like, yeah, "Yeah, why? He's like, hang on, let me, I'll I'll call you back. And he FaceTimed me and like showed me like, you know, he's like, all right, like here's the problem. Like, here's what we can do to fix it. And I was like, Holy shit. Like, this is it. Because like it would have taken this guy like 10 minutes to explain to me like what the problem was. And I still probably wouldn't understand because it was just like a really specific issue. And, but just be like, yeah, see this, this here is fucked. It should look like this over here. And yeah. Right. I was like, "Damn." yeah, that's actually, actually, um, uh, That's actually (laughs) very useful.
1: Yeah, they do that with, um, Pam's dad was a pool guy for like 30 years. And, um, the last several years, like he'd always go to like, I think a couple times a year go to a big like pool convention or whatever. And they'd have all the latest technology and stuff like that. But you'd also get to like learn about new equipment and stuff or you could sign up to learn about a new brand's equipment. And, um, That was one of the things they started implementing in like the last 10 years was, um, instead of like going to a training school to learn some new pump or whatever, um, you would like FaceTime and on site, like, Hey, I'm at this customer and they have this. And you could FaceTime with a tech who would like walk you through everything right there, which, uh, was kind of cool. Like, that's pretty amazing that you can do that. Yeah,
0: that's pretty neat. The, um, the ability to add your driver's license to your wallet is pretty cool. Like, but I'm
1: a big fan of that. I'm actually, um, I want to get more. I think it's going to take a few more years, but I really want to get sold more on um, the unlocking your car and unlocking your house with your phone stuff. Yeah, because um, that's always like an annoying thing, like making sure you have your keys with you or whatever. And and same with your ID. I feel like if maybe not being like the ultimate only version of those things you own. Like I'd still want a physical key to get in if I needed it or a, a physical ID card yeah. if I needed to take it with me or whatever. But I think having those things on you all the time can be super convenient when you least expect it. Like, Oh crap. I I didn't realize I forgot my ID, but thank God it's on my phone or whatever. <laughs> or you forgot your keys, but you can get in with your phone or, or whatever. So I'm a big fan of all that stuff, but it's also scary um do Things like that like To the,
0: technology I guess I guess to me It would depend on like um, You know like How else can you open Your front door So like When I In my last house I needed to get The front door replaced Because it was just old And weather damaged And yeah. stuff You know And when I was looking at um, Deadbolt locks for it It was like Oh well I can get one With a numeric keypad on it And it's only like 40 bucks more or something like that seems kind of neat Like yeah. I'll give that a go yeah, yeah. And, um, that turned into like me just never carrying a house key anymore because it was just like, you know, just put the code in and open it up. And it's like a million times more convenient to just never need to worry about like where your keys are and stuff. So, but, but to me, like that's, that's, that's one thing where it's like, I don't know how the phone functionality would really improve that that much, you know, versus just like the four digit code, which you can do right now in a million different ways by just going to Home Depot and swapping out a
1: lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think ultra wideband changes things because you wouldn't have to take it out of your pocket, which I think is kinda cool, which is I that's guess. the new yeah. thing coming to the cars is is right now, I guess, to unlock your car you have to actually pull your phone out and like hold it yeah. near the door handle or whatever. Um, so not being able not having to even do anything, it would just be locked except for you and then it would unlock. Like that's kinda cool. But that's not like that big of a deal to me
0: yeah and like you're I mean, saying
1: like punching in a code is not that yeah, hard putting I, in a key and turning it's not that hard well particularly so. like
0: any you know like reasonably modern car sometimes have yeah. like the wireless smart keys i mean like that's yeah. how my, my my prius was you know and like you just yeah keep it in your pocket forget about it and just turn it on turn it off with the button that's
1: you know basically yeah The our honda's like that too that's not really that new of a thing either but yeah then again yeah. it's something you have to remember to grab the car key, and there's yeah. definitely been annoying points where it's like, yeah, I it's ran like, out to the car to yeah. grab something, hit, didn't hit the, the key, the got to run button. back and it's grab like, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's I, always kind of annoying.
0: I so. think it's cool. Like, I, I'm excited <clears> for this future where like you don't need to carry a wallet or keys anymore because your phone just does everything. i just gonna, I just think it's gonna take like years before we're at that point where it's like you don't need your physical yeah. credit card anymore, you don't need your physical ID anymore, right, um, and all that stuff because like. I I remember when when Apple Pay was new, I was like, Oh, cool, like this is how I'm gonna pay for everything everywhere. And you know, man, you always run into
1: points where you need an actual card or or even cash.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like always run into points where it's like, Oh, you know, we our wireless thing's broken, like you need to put your chip in or whatever. And if you were just like, Oh, well, I don't carry my wallet because everything's in Apple Pay, it would be like, Okay, well, you can't pay for things here, so see ya. Right. Yeah, you know.
1: No, I think it'll take a while too, but it's it's exciting first steps I think into that whole world. Yeah, and um, I don't know. They, one of their big things was like, oh, we're working with the TSA, so you can just basically like wave your phone over something and get checked through TSA and stuff. And I'm like, how's that gonna work? That doesn't seem yeah, very that. secure at all. So, but I mean, it's nice if that does work. Cool. Like yeah. that would make things move a lot faster, but. Yeah, the other thing not sold on that yet.
0: With this too is that, um, and and I don't I don't know if this is going to be I don't know how they're going to implement this ID stuff. But like, I've I've heard that it's a bad idea to have your car insurance card electronically on your phone because like oh, really? if you get stopped by a cop and they're yeah. like oh we need to see your insurance and you yeah, your phone yeah you unlock your phone and show it to them and they have your phone at that point like they. Yeah could take their phone back to their car and just like download the contents Mm -hmm. of your phone, you know, like, because like the, the, the laws surrounding like what is and isn't an actual search of those things are kind of still pretty nebulous. Right. And like, you know, I'm not fucking doing anything on my phone that I would really ever be a problem. It's just like that kind of stuff is just like, "Mm, I don't know about that one.
1: Are you one of those people that going through airport security turns your phone off so that if it turns on, it needs a passcode to get gone through?
0: No. I, Cause again, like, you know, but I, I don't, I don't do anything remotely interesting.
1: No, me neither. You know? But I do do that. I, really? I, I, I do it just in case. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, why not?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like, to me, that stuff is kind of like, where do you stop with that? You know, because, yeah, yeah. because, you know when you when you consider the surveillance uh, possibilities that the government likely has of you right now. It it oh to, yeah. to me this kind of is like the argument of like, oh Facebook is listening to me, like, you know, and all that stuff. Like that's yeah. how they're advertising to me. When it's like, oh no, in actuality like you've given them so much data that they don't they don't need to. Yeah. That arguably like yeah. it'd be less efficient than what they do now. Right. And it, yeah. it would seem to me that like the government would be very similar in that it's like I totally agree. You know, yeah, it's I'm like sure. getting access to your phone is like that's just a hassle for us. We already know everything that we would need to know. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I don't know. Well, I, I'm the guy, too, that when I'm going through TSA and they ask me how my day is, I go, Am I being detained? Oh, yeah. Am I being detained? I to repeat that. Then right please right. don't speak to me. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. One of the coolest tech demos, I think, from the new iOS stuff is um, the uh, text recognition through the camera. I'm super jazzed on that stuff. Oh, I think basically, I missed that. How does that work? <laughs> you'll have to look at it. Um, basically, you can use your camera, point it at whatever you want. Any text you can write your own text. You can point it at a book. You can do whatever, but the camera and I guess the the artificial intelligence or whatever um, generates like usable text out of it. So if you pointed um, your phone at like uh, the front of like an instruction manual or something like that, like you could select and copy any of the text on the front because your phone really? can generate like usable text out of it. But then even beyond that, you can point it at like um it does like basically it's nothing surprising for people that use like the Google Translate app or anything like that but you can point at like foreign languages oh, and okay. it can That's like cool. translate on the fly or whatever but i've just found it really I've had moments where I've been like, damn, I have this like picture of this thing or, you know, like, uh, I've had to like take a picture of a Wi-Fi code and then you go to put it in later or whatever. And you're like swapping that big, long, stupid code. Yeah. Yeah, Like if you could just like touch it and copy it, that would be so much easier. Well, now you'll be able to do that, which I think that's a huge thing that, uh, not again, not new to Apple or anything like that, but, um, is really still a, a good feature and kind of like an about time type thing for them. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, any thoughts on, I, I think probably the biggest buzz was around um, the thing they're calling universal control, which is basically you can uh, just set your iPad down when it's running iOS 15 and then your your Mac is running Monterey, um, which is the new macOS. And you can basically just like use it as a second screen with no sort of setup at all. It's kind of like Sidecar, but... Yeah. You basically I... just move your cursor over towards it and everything senses that you're off to the edge mm. and it'll let you pop onto your iPad and then use your iPad as a second screen using like your max touch pointer or your mouse I mean, or whatever.
0: It seems cool, but I feel like it's going to work like as well as AirPods deciding like what device it should be attached to.
1: Maybe. Yeah, uh, that which... could be. Although I, on that point specifically, uh, Apple's like worked to improve that a lot. Right? I remember I was having a lot of issues Having iPads Pro and i or AirPods (laughs) AirPods Pro and AirPods Max, having two sets of AirPods was always kind of tricky, um, and what device they're connect to and all that stuff. I feel like in the last like month, I've had like zero issues with it connecting or choosing the right thing that I want it to be using and stuff like that. Um, So I wonder too if part of that was just them because I know they released firmware updates for both sets of headphones. So, Um, but anyway. But I agree with you, though, too. Like, yeah, how well will that work? What if you don't want it? I mean, I guess if you don't want it to do that, you can just stay away from the edge of your screen on your Mac. Because it definitely gives you, like, a prompt. And you have to, like, you know, actively engage it to, like, make this whole thing work or whatever. So maybe it's not that big a deal. If you just wanted your iPad next to your computer and didn't want to fuss with it. Um, But I think it's cool that it's there. And that just kind of, like, activates. So if you did want to pop on. And, like, they're big demonstration was like dragging and dropping something from your computer onto your ipad like a project or something like that which i do think that would be super convenient i airdrop shit to myself all oh, the yeah, time I from my phone constantly so <laughs> yeah it would be kind of cool if you were just like I, I guess this is ipad only but it would be useful for me to have it be iphone 2 where you have your iphone on a stand next to your computer and you could drag things you could put your mouse pointer over onto your phone and, and click and drag things or whatever yeah um that would be cool too so yeah, I, anyway, I mean,
0: a lot of the enhancements that they've made to, like, the iPad OS and, like, the way it interfaces with the Mac and stuff, to me, just yeah. seems to be indicative of, like, Apple is going to just positively drag their feet on putting Mac OS on the iPad, like, forever. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just going to keep, like, doing these, like, baby steps where it's like, okay, yeah, this is nice, but, like, we just want Mac OS on the iPad. They're going to do another baby right. step and the same thing is like okay yeah sure this is right. great but like let me just run Mac OS and then right you know, like ten years from now or you know who knows when it's actually gonna happen like it's gonna be this huge big thing you're like, oh hey, guess what you can run Mac OS on your iPad now and, yeah and Apple's gonna pitch it as like, oh my God, we just like majorly like yeah. forward-facing future feature we finally have a real desktop OS <laughs> on an iPad and people be like, right. dude we all this is all yeah. we've wanted for fucking years instead of all
1: these like ridiculous yeah. little things that you tease out over yeah. time. So, well, I was thinking of it too and it's like um so there's someone like me, I love my Mac, I love my MacBook and I love my iPhone and I've never really found a way to squeeze an iPad in there to yeah, be yeah. useful. I think they're cool devices, but when I had when I have owned one in the past it's been like I don't know what the hell to do with this thing. And so um for me though, if they did put Mac OS on an iPad, I would 100% drop gobs of money on a, the fanciest M1 oh, iPad yeah, yeah. For sure. with keyboard case and all that shit and just not have a laptop anymore. And I'd be like, okay, this can be my normal Mac laptop, but also be an iPad when I need it to. And that's the best of both worlds or whatever. That's why they're not doing it. Like someone like me, I'm not going to go out of my way to buy an iPad also, but other people that feel the same are. And yeah. so they're like, yeah, I've got a Mac and I've got an iPad. Cuh, it sucks. But Apple's like cool yeah keep yeah, buying great. both things you know what yeah, i mean like yeah, for sure we may and you'd only buy one thing so that's kind of my feelings on that is is why they another reason why they don't want to also just like they're pure like uh i don't know they're too proud to go back and, you know, like because they've said so long that it's not right to do that yeah and uh yeah fair you fair know enough. we'll see but
0: so have you filled with um the spatial audio do you have apple music or spotify person
1: yeah no, I have Apple Music and yeah, I did fiddle. How
0: how's that with your new headphones and the and
1: everything? Is it cool? I think it's really cool. I think it's um, it's different. So like coming from my previous um, Sony headphones and Sony for and and also my Sony Walkman. Um, Sony is like well known for having a lot of digital enhancement technology for music. And um, it's always really divisive in, like, the audio community because a lot of people are like, man, they're, you know, think it makes some a song sound like shit. And some people think it makes a song sound amazing. And you, you'll never find somebody that, like, agrees on everything. Well, so um,
0: is the idea of this that, um, and I don't have Apple Music, so I, I have not been able to fiddle with any of this stuff. But, like, is the idea of it that you, you'd, like, be hearing the audio as if you're standing in the middle of the band? So you're, like, able to hear, like, the drums behind you and, like, the guitar player next to you or Like, like, what is it? What is it specifically sound like that's different than just like a normal stereo mix?
1: Yeah. So it's really hard to explain. And I would say that that's pretty accurate to say that you're like sitting in a room with all the music instruments around you. It does kind of sound like that sort of like a 3D audio trick or whatever. Um, But I, I think the thing that made it really clear is that there's two like sample tracks on Apple music that you're supposed to listen to, to like get, get an idea of what this was. Um, and this, the first one, I think it's an old Marvin Gaye song or, or something like that, What an older song that was originally recorded and released in mono before there was even really like stereo was a really popular thing. Yeah. And then, um, stereo comes out and then, so they release, it's two channels, stare left and right is stereo. Right. And then that's kind of where things have been for a long time is you just listen to things in stereo. Um, and so the spatial audio stuff splits all the instruments into a whole bunch of different tracks. Um, so it's sort of like stereo times ten or whatever. And so <clears throat> it's interesting because the sample tracks will be like, okay, here's this song in mono, and you're like, okay, and it sounds you know flat yeah. like you'd expect it to or whatever. And then they're like, okay, here's stereo, and you're like, oh man, that is a huge improvement. And then they're like, okay, that was stereo. And it doesn't sound bad at all. The stereo yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Um, and then you, they play the spatial audio, and you're like, oh shit, like, wow. Like, I really, there's really good sound separation between all the different instruments and stuff. And like, there's definitely things that feel more clear that you wouldn't have noticed before. <clears throat> and but, so, but does it
0: sound like, like, if you were listening to a spatial audio music track and you had your eyes closed, like, mm-hmm. would you, like, recognize, like, oh, the saxophone is playing to my right? Or
1: like, how... mm, I'll have to listen more to see about that stuff because, like I said, it's really hard to explain. It's more easily understood, it, it, more easily experienced. Yeah, I would say. okay.
0: Because I was just kind of imagining because, like, it as, as like you know surround sound. Like if you if you like watch like the Avengers or something like that with yeah you know the like AirPods Pro or, or yeah you know stuff like that. Like it's real cool when like some of those scenes are like you know, where there's a missile flying across and yeah. like you hear it. Coming from like your front left and then like yeah. zooms over your head and you hear it like leaving your front, right? Like is that
1: how no in this... my experience? It's not as dramatic as like an actual surround sound system okay. where it, it tricks you into really thinking like the space around you um, It's hard. It's it's harder to explain than that. I feel like it's more just like a it reminds me a lot of like Sony's like audio enhancement technologies okay. or whatever Um and some of it sounds really good, and some of it sounds not good at all. Like it has a tendency to make vocals sound really robotic, um, but also, I think it it enhances a lot more than I've I've that it that it makes sound worse. If okay. that makes sense. So, <clears throat> but it's it's funny because like the whole audio world is all like different forms of magic beans. Because yeah, people, yeah, for sure. Oh, this thing is so fucking awesome. It's the best sounding thing ever. And someone else is like, I think that sounds like shit and everything's so subjective. And so there's no like solid agreement across the board yeah. about anything with audio whatsoever. I mean, it's all really about like what you think sounds good to yeah. you. It,
0: it, that's, that's a like,
1: decade. Stereo has sounded just fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know I mean? So that's been
0: like the argument surrounding like lossless audio for the longest, longest yeah. time oh, where it's like, absolutely. it's like, dude, if you're sitting on a bus, Listening with AirPods and stuff, you will never in a million years be able to tell the difference well, between those two things. But if you're in like a quiet studio with like pro headphones and like maybe
1: right. I guess sure, but like so the the other weird thing is like going through my little audiophile phase last couple of years, um, you notice things more when you go back to what you used to use right so you get something and you're like oh these are supposed to be amazing headphones and you put them on and you're like yeah they sound good like I, I it's not like blowing me away compared to my old headphones or whatever and then you listen to them and you keep listening to them and you get used to it or whatever and then a month later you go back to your old headphones you put them on you're like oh my god these sound like absolute yeah. trap. i mean that's how but i
0: am um, yeah like i couldn't find my airpods pros airpod pros whatever the plural is. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't know. These are in some pockets somewhere or whatever. I hope I didn't lose them somewhere. So I, I used my my old non-pro AirPods. And I yeah. it's the exact same situation. I was like, holy shit, these suck. These sound like
1: crap. Yeah. <laughs> and so I could see this being a, a very similar sort of situation. Because when you do the example thing and they play them back to back, it's really noticeable, right? It's like, oh, mono to stereo is a huge leap. But then stereo to spatial audio is like a decent
0: leap, maybe not as much. Do you know if you need to have a subscription to, to do that
1: uh, demo that you're talking about? I'm not sure. You can look. It might be just out there. Right um, because I know they're bringing all this technology to, like, non-Apple stuff. So... Yeah. Uh, like, I would, I'd like to I, fiddle I with this. Thing. You know, I feel like going forward, if this does become, like, the technology that the whole industry grasps onto and that music from now on is made with this in mind, yeah, right. that, you know. 10 years from now, you'll listen to a regular ass CD f- or, or music track from nowadays and be like, oh, it sounds like shit. It doesn't have the spatial audio or whatever. Um, so I don't know if that'll actually be the case or not. It's cool. It's not really that different than Sony's. Im- uh, uh, oh, yeah. OK, so you can yeah.
0: you can just listen to the thing you're talking about, I think. Oh, yeah. The Marvin Wall. Okay, yeah, there's like two. Oh, no, it's going to make me. Is it going to make me subscribe? Oh, yeah, it is going to. Wait, I don't know. No, it's not making me subscribe. I don't think. I don't know. All right. Oh, yeah, this is what you're talking about. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like Zane Lowe. is like narrating it. Okay.
0: Stop playing. How do I make it stop playing?
1: Okay. So anyway, Uh, pop your AirPods in later and try it out. I will. I'll do that as soon as we stop
0: recording. That sounds cool.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, Apple has a tendency to overblow things, you know what I mean? Be like, this is the next groundbreaking blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if that'll be the case, but it could be. And it's yeah. definitely a neat technology. Um, but like I said, some things I, I you can very much tell it's been run through some sort of weird digital process that kind of ruined well, the original.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I was... Um, when I first was hearing about this, what immediately popped into my head was how remember when like 3d was going to be like the next big thing. And like every movie then got shot in 3d and like any movie yes. that wasn't shot in 3d, they would like to like editing after yes. the fact to slice it up into 3d to really, and then yes. like For all that all just kind of went away. Cause people were just like, dude, this sucks. And just normal movies yeah. are fine. Like mm-hmm. I, I wonder if we're going to go through a similar thing with spatial audio where it's like, you know, new tracks going to be edited to have it or maybe recorded yeah. with it. And then people are just going to be like, I just don't care about this. Like,
1: you know, well, there's the people that are like, I think one of the biggest problems with 3d is that it was like, it could be very headache inducing. And so that's a problem. And then also it was more expensive. So if you're going to go to the movies, do you want to pay yeah. seven extra dollars for the 3d one? Like most people don't. Yeah. Um, but with the music, like, you know, there's people out there that are like, I only listen to vinyl. It's the only pure way to listen to music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking Carter, man. Yeah. And so there's for sure going to be people that are like, Oh, the music nowadays sucks. It all has this spatial audio stuff in it and it's garbage. And just give me my, uh, you know, my, uh, files or, or whatever. So, um, yeah. If you ever want to have a fun time, just tweet at Carter and
0: tell him something about how, you know, you just think that external decks are just overkill and there's no reason to have anything (laughs) like that. And, (laughs) normal headphones are fine and
1: yeah I think uh audiophile people the normal ones are the people that realize they are fucking nuts yeah. you know what I mean like I feel like that's a, a hallmark is like not some asshole that thinks they know everything but some asshole that knows they'll never know anything and knows that they're fucking stupid for giving a shit about yeah. the things they give shit about well, I feel like card falls I... in that second category
0: <laughs> what what I'm what I'm curious of is like so does Apple like have any kind of like patents or anything on this or, or could Spotify just be
1: like all right cool yeah we have spatial audio too like I think it's got to be an Apple thing it must so? be Um yeah I don't know I because eh, yeah I really couldn't tell you because I like, could, could well so uh,
0: I think that the surround sound stuff in movies is just like anything that just has like a Dolby digital track right so I wonder if Spotify could just be like hey all our music is in Dolby digital now and if you have airpod pros or something that can do spatial audio it's in spatial audio too
1: yeah this stuff's dolby Atmos or something right like it's some sort of dolby tech so i don't think it i think it's up to them maybe if they maybe apple has exclusively you know bought up this tech from them or or something like that i don't really understand it all
0: um i just i don't know i just like don't think that this is like the killer feature that some people think it is because like i mean for me like yeah 90% of my music listening is just like over Bluetooth audio in my car yeah. you know yeah, yeah at which point it's like uh, I don't have 3d audio on my car I probably will never have a car that has 3d audio no, yeah, until it becomes and it's, it's fine and, and, and yeah um. that's how I listen to music so like for me this is like a neat gimmick and nothing more
1: yeah um I can't remember the uh the name for Sony's version of this or whatever they're like a sound enhancing thing or whatever it has like a specific name but um I always really liked it when I was using my Walkman. I always had it on, but yeah, I know a lot of people didn't know, like the way it sounded. I but know what you're talking about, it's <coughs> going to drive me. It's called something, but anyway. Um, I also know Sony that's just a Sony thing, Sony was you can't do that on anything else. You have to have a Sony player, um, in order to do that. And a lot of what and a lot of times you have to have specific Sony headphones three, to take advantage of.
0: 360 reality, is
1: that yeah, maybe or? that's it. I remember there's a few
0: on like my Discman had some like.
1: Yeah, it's they've like always super it, boost or a, something stupid like that, yeah, right. that. That's a total Sony thing, though. But that's also like all proprietary stuff to them that yeah, they don't share with anyone else. So I can see this being Apple's thing and a reason for people to go get Apple Music, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. kind of cool, I guess. Um, I realized we didn't talk about this. I laughed that we that I was like, what are we going to talk about this episode? And I was like, oh, shit. WWDC happened last week and there was a little Playdate update that I know we oh, were excited yeah. for last week. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that. But um uh, so on Tuesday morning Playdate did like a little Nintendo Direct style. It's like a 15 or 20 minute video um just kind of showing a lot of their upcoming games. They announced a new um peripheral and um announced that pre-orders will happen in July. I was kind of bummed there wasn't a more specific date for pre-orders. It's just going to be sometime in July, and whenever that time is, they're going to let everyone know a week ahead of time. But they did confirm that um, they're going to be doing like a running pre-order, right? So there's no selling out. There's no specific number of units. You'll just be able to pre-order. They'll pre-charge your card, and then they're going to send you a play date when they have one in stock. They estimate that they're going to have um, around 20,000 units for this year. So, pre orders go, let's say pre orders go up in July. Let's say release is September. Um, So, I feel like 20,000, I don't know, it's really hard to gauge this thing because, on one hand, everything that they've announced ever since its first announcement seems like it's like broken the internet. Where yeah. it becomes the most talked about thing. Yeah. <sighs> Everybody wants one, whatever. But then I see so many people that are like, what kind of idiot's going to spend almost $200 on this stupid yellow thing that is black and white screen, blah, blah, blah? The, the people that really don't get it yeah. and don't understand why someone would want this thing. But <clears throat> 20,000 units, is that a lot? Is that, are they overestimating or will those sell out? What do you think? I don't, I really don't. I mean, I, was, I actually was thinking about the exact same thing
0: uh-huh. with this because like, I feel like in, in some extent, like we're in a considerable echo chamber of indie developers and people like indie games. Right. Right. Um, right. and there's probably a larger audience for that kind of stuff, but I feel like that larger audience is largely the people that are like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll buy this bundle of a thousand games for five bucks on each yeah. sure. Whatever. <laughs> right. And right, right, right. I don't know what the crossover is of like that person that will buy those bundles and fiddle around with a few indie games. And yeah, the person that's like, oh, yeah, $180 for this, like, indie yeah. game machine that has 24 games on it? Like, sure, let's yeah. go. Yeah, um, right. So I don't know. I mean, because, like, whenever I've tweeted about it, like, I have friends that are, you know, like, Call of Duty gamers, basically. And yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that are like, oh, what's that yellow thing? I haven't heard about that. That's neat. Like, what, what does it do? Oh, it just plays black and white games? That's weird. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and, like, I don't... I guess it'll be interesting to see if this sees any crossover outside of like that, like super indie game fan yeah. person. And I don't know what the answer to that is because like, if it does see any crossover, like 20,000 units is going to be nothing compared to the amount of the right. stable ship. But yeah. if it doesn't escape that orbit, then like 20,000 might be a lot. I don't know.
1: I don't know either. And I, I've, I've have a hard time figuring out where this thing will lie too. But, um, one of the most annoying like arguments against it i've been seeing is like for twenty dollars more you get a switch light and it has a color screen and it's a touch screen and all this other stuff and it's like i feel like you're super missing the point if you are deciding on a video game system and it's either the play date or the switch right right right. like i i feel like the people that are buying the play date have already bought a switch or bought the consoles or pc games that they want already like this is totally I don't feel like they're competitors at no, all. No, there's, there's but, absolutely zero
0: people that are like, hmm, I don't know. I was thinking about putting together a gaming PC, but maybe I'll buy a Playdate instead. Like that's yeah, right, 100% right, exactly. not <clears throat> how any of this works.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's it's like totally not comparable things to me, but I, that's what everyone seems to see when they see the price. And I think we mentioned this last week, but I was like, I kind of wish it was more expensive. Yeah. Because then it would like weed out more idiots that already are like mad that it was 150, and then they raise the price and now it's 180. Yeah, I was I so, was kind of hoping
0: that they were going to do like a very expensive like well, I I don't know what very expensive would be, but a more expensive like Founder's Edition maybe that's like yeah the Playdate, the little magnetic yeah. cover and the little speaker thing and that all together would be like 300 bucks or whatever. So it's yeah. like okay, yeah. cool. Like I'm super in on this. Like I'll spend 300 dollars to get the whole kit without right, needing right. to be like lost in the shuffle of like the mass pre-order I guess but then you know when you bring up yeah. like the fact that it's a almost $200 indie game machine like I don't really know if there's going to be the
1: rush it does sound time. a little insane for what it is um yeah. I I think uh I mean especially because right now all the different like um Chinese retro handhelds are all super popular right and like yeah. I bought a 351 and they're all around 100 bucks like 80 to 130 I would say is like the price range for these things and you get them and they play Pretty much anything you'd want up to like a PlayStation, right? Yeah. And um, really well, play them all really well. It's all really simple to set up. It's all really easy. I feel like that's a sweet spot money-wise for something like that, right? Like I'll spend up to 100 bucks on something silly that plays all these old games. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if the Playdate wanted to they would try to hit that hundred dollar mark if they wanted to be this next, like a mainstream sort of thing. Well, I think they don't give a
0: shit. I I think the thing is too, like what a lot of people don't realize is like when you're getting like stuff made like this, like in order to hit those lower price points, like they need to be shipping a shitload of units. Like if they were planning on like ordering a million of these things and having them assembled with like Foxconn or, you know, whatever, like mass marketing, they could probably hit a hundred dollar price point all day long. Yeah. But you know, because this is like a, bespoke sort of like you know weird one-off thing like they're not getting any yeah. volume deals
1: no and if you dig through um the playday twitter um they they're really good at replying to a lot of people even the really critical people but a lot of the people that are like oh you guys are just being greedy charging this much like whatever it should be 60 dollars or whatever and um they're like our cost is over 100 so it's yeah. not that crazy and people try to do the smart internet person thing where they seek out component yeah. prices and add oh, yeah, it all well, together. Oh, yeah, well, I and, Google the price of this screen and, des- and it's four des- cents, Decide so. what something should cost. And um, Playdate's like, yeah, the, you know, component prices are part of it, yeah. but then you have research and development you have assembly you have manufacturing you have q a you have product packaging you have advertising you have all these other factors that go into how much yeah. a doohickey will cost well, you saw that a lot
0: too <clears throat> back before apple started making so many of the chips on the iphone themselves and it was a lot of like off-the-shelf stuff you saw those component cost breakdowns at the iphone yeah and and yeah. you always had the same people that were like Oh, hmm, interesting! That Apple's charging eight hundred dollars for a phone that it only costs them one hundred and seventy dollars in components to make. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, sure, but uh, you also have to consider the billions of dollars that they spent, like yeah. developing iOS, yeah. developing you know the iPhone ecosystem. They system. continue like, to
1: spend year over year over year. Yeah.
0: So, like, well, yeah. no doubt they are making a profit. Like, it's not, it's not like, I don't know. They're not making seven
1: hundred dollars profit on every phone. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's always super annoying and so it's same case here where it's like
0: and and it's like okay well so yeah say say some magical like so say you go to radio shack and just bring them the parts list of the iphone okay right now what are you like what are you you it? yeah you're gonna go home and build it like (laughs) (laughs) i mean like i just i I don't know it's and the same thing is said for the play date you know it's
1: like all right well yeah cool yeah it has a lot of off-the-shelf stuff great yeah shit drives me nuts um yeah so i i feel like if you immediately are like that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen and it's almost 200 you're an idiot if you buy it like whatever that's cool to feel that way and it's cool to not want one but understand that people there's different reasons people want things like this and like i think you and i we played one oh, so we can tell you firsthand super cool it's fun it's, it's like really silly neat. and fun and it's what video games should be it's like a fun toy video game thing Particularly and I feel like,
0: like w- with, without the, the number of additional developers they've announced, like, like for me, yeah. I just see this as like the, uh, ticket to get into where I'm going to play really crazy games made by people that I think make really cool stuff that I almost always like.
1: Well, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, I think we've talked about this before, but like, I feel like the world of video games has lost sort of that pizzazz of mm-hmm. like, let's do some weird shit. Yeah. And like, I remember The Dreamcast was like my all-time favorite console for doing weird shit with peripherals and games and stuff like that. And I've often said I felt like that was the last gamer's console because that was the last console that had like wacky ideas and wasn't scared to take risks and stuff. And everything kind of solidified after that. And now we're in a world where it's like games must always be really serious. And that's not 100% true because I feel like the indie boom has brought a lot of that weirdness back and that experimentation and stuff. But a lot of the bigger budget games that you would buy a console for, um, there's not as much like fun in it anymore, I would say, or whimsy, I guess. And so I look at this thing and and that's something that drew me to early iPhone gaming too, was like, that was where the weird shit was happening. And that's where I wanted to be. Um, And so I feel like a a similar vibe from this where I'm like, yeah, there's games built around a crank and people are going to think of so many weird ways to use that. But then it'll have normal, like two button and D-pad games too. And like, People and, and the potential for every unit to also be a dev unit. And something else they showed off during their presentation is they have a new browser based um, game like creation oh, like yeah. engine That's gonna be really or cool. whatever. So literally anybody just like using a really simple like drag and drop like, you know, game game salad styled yeah. thing. You you can make your own games and then deploy them right to your own little device and play them or share them for other people to play. Um, that's a really powerful and cool thing. And you look at the world of like Pico 8 and and how that's exploded and there's a million really cool games on Pico 8. And I also think there's really something to be said for hardware limitations pushing um sort of like creativity boundaries. Because yes. Um, you see people a lot of like nowadays, you know, someone will make like a brand new game for the Game Boy or something like that. Yeah. And it's like a Game Boy game that would blow your fucking mind if it came out in the 90s. Right. Because it, it, but it's just them using the actual hardware and pushing it and coming up with different ways to do that. And so I think there's, there's something really cool about the limitation of hardware, um, in and making you find different ways to, to do things and be impressive with it instead of just being like, "Well, wow, I have this limitless hardware power yeah, right, right, right. that I I can't even really harness correctly so I think you're going to get a lot of cool stuff to come out from the fact that it, it is a limited technology console I think yeah. that's a, a, a feature not a not a, a problem
0: so. yeah another thing that I really like is just how like frank they're being with the way that they're marketing some of these games like when they had like mm-hmm. Lucas Pope up um he yeah. to show his game and he was just like yeah here's what i got so far it's real weird i don't know where it's gonna go but like i, I check it out it
1: seems neat so cool yeah essentially he made more or less a tech demo yeah and um it's a really cool like parallax scrolling like because this thing has an accelerometer and stuff too which i think that's kind of neat like you can do some cool things with that but um yeah just like i think this thing's fun i'm making a game i don't know what the game's gonna be but it'll, we'll see what happens yeah, you know what i mean like that was really cool. Yeah, it's just um, like one
0: of those things. Like it's hard to imagine like another like like console. Like imagine like Microsoft having like the guy that like makes or you know like the lead guy behind Halo up and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Here's this weird Halo prototype I just farted
1: out. Like yeah, I don't know what's going to yeah. happen, but it seems neat. We'll to see. Me. Yeah. No, no, nowhere else in the world would this be acceptable. So yeah, that the vibe it, behind everything with the play date and the people making games for it. I'm all in on yeah. um, and the device itself. Cause we know firsthand that it's really fun Yeah, it's cool. and um, I just love everything about it. So, so the presentation was cool. Um, it's short too. It's only be, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes.
0: You can watch it real yeah. quick,
1: you know? Yeah. It's short. So if you didn't watch it for whatever reason, you should go watch it. Although I will say they rattled through um, almost all 24 games of what's going to be the first season of games that they're releasing for it. And um, so if you didn't want to be spoilered on what the games are going to be um, you can skip that part. Yeah. But um I thought it was cool to see some of the games are coming out. There's some rad looking stuff. And like yeah. I said, people are finding some really impressive things to do on this crazy little hardware. And I just, I just, um, I I just, just love really cool.
0: the way that they're delivering these on that schedule too, where it's just like every Thursday yeah. morning, it's going to be like, Oh shit, I, I got to grab my play date and see what's on it. And like, that it it reminds me of like the video like the indie game equivalent of like when everyone was on like game of thrones or breaking bad or whatever where it was like oh shit like the episodes on like and then it was you know like a day of tweeting about it or whatever afterwards and yeah i don't know i just think this is gonna be really neat
1: i think it'll be really cool too so um check out the video uh the other thing they announced was um like a weird Bluetooth speaker thing. What do you think of that? It's essentially a dock. I mean, it reminds me, it like turns it into BMO from adventure time. So it looked a lot like a BMO. It seems cool. Um, I don't know. I'll buy it. I was not as thrilled about this. I, I don't know. I'd rather see them do something cool. What I thought was interesting about this is so the speaker box, the Playdate's a flat little console, right? And it's kind of square shaped. The speaker box is like a cube, and the Playdate magnetically attaches to the front and wirelessly charges, so it's got to have like the uh, key w- Q wireless yeah. whatever but technology. It, does it kind of,
0: wirelessly charge though, because that was my question. It says with it, 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 it
1: charges when it's on the dock, okay. so um, that's kind of cool. But then I was like, if that technology is in there, the magnetics, the basically like MagSafe like yeah. wireless charging stuff. Um, I hope they build cooler peripherals than just this chunky box, but for what it is, it seems kind of cool. Um, the other interesting thing is that, um, they announced there's going to be a non, the first non game app is something called pool suite FM. It used to be called pool side FM. I don't know if anyone's ever listened to that, but it's, um, actually a pretty rad website and also app that, um, these guys just curate a bunch of free SoundCloud music oh, cool. and pump it through, like, like radio stations. Nice. And you can pick different kind of, like, vibes. There's, like, an indie one and a beachside one and, like, whatever. Um, it's actually all really good. Every time I've ever listened to it, I've been like... What is this called again? I, well, it's called Pool Suite now. Pool Suite FM. But it used to be called Poolside. I guess there was a legal problem with the name Poolside, which Poolside is such a. Oh, okay. Pattern. There's there's an app you can get on the iPhone right now. I'm downloading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have the iPhone app. It's uh, it's nice. So anyway, um, yeah, worth listening to. It's super like, hipster music or whatever. But like I, we had a pool party over the weekend, and I just threw that on the speaker and could forget about it. Okay. And know that there's always like. Chill pool party vibes coming through speaker. Like the
0: UI of it is like a classic Mac OS app. Like the Yeah, their
1: whole thing is like super eighties vibes everywhere. Um the website itself is actually it's like a a fake desktop operating system. It's super good. I'm super into Uh, this. But anyway. Anyway, um there will be a pool suite app for the play date which i think is pretty interesting and makes a little more sense of why they made a bluetooth speaker oh my god thing. there's
0: like a game boy camera functionality <laughs> of it too this is really yeah. cool
1: yeah so uh, that's kind of cool i guess and i could see maybe just throwing that on your desk and and pumping some tunes through it or something like that but also um something i hadn't really thought about before is is if anyone makes more apps for this thing that aren't games um maybe there's some clever weird things you can do with like a crank enabled app. So I don't know. I'm excited for all of it. I can't wait for the release uh or the, the sign up time to happen and I want to yeah, find more okay. details. I'm um, super about, like, super stuff.
0: duper into this. This is really neat.
1: Oh yeah. Check it out on your computer too. The the website is really good. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, play date, watch that presentation if you haven't yet. Um, it's, it's a, a really short one, but it's jam packed with some good stuff. Hopefully we'll find out more details later.
0: I just want one. Um, I just want one now. I
1: just want one now. I know. I feel the same way. Um, let's jam through our, our handful of news stories. Yeah,
0: sure.
1: So we can say that we did that. Um, if I, find I? Did I? Oh, here they are. Here they so are. I think so the,
0: the biggest story of the week is probably this Final Fantasy thing that like all they did was like, I almost wonder if this was just a mistake. They just like updated the icons or whatever to say like,
1: so I don't think so. So th- this was a funny story. Sean actually found this and was the originator of this whole thing.
0: The original but tweeter. All,
1: all he really did was notice in his updates that Final Fantasy four and Final Fantasy three were updated with new icons and titles that specifically say they're the 3D remake versions. And so, um, if you don't remember, um, Final Fantasy three and four, the ones that are released on iOS were actually based on, um, Nintendo DS remakes that were remade the original games completely in 3D. They're both really good games. They're actually two that I played through, um, on DS and iOS and, um, yeah, they're fantastic. But, um, so so Sean's line of thinking is like, oh, well, if they're like specifically calling these 3D remakes, that means they must want to not be confused with the non-3D remakes, which have not been released on iOS yet. And in fact, Final Fantasy III has never been released in English at all, the original. So <clears throat> the speculation is that E3 is is this week and that Square might announce... Um, A Final Fantasy 3 and 4, the original versions, not these 3D remake versions. And that's why they are retitling these so you're not confused about what's what. Um, Makes sense to me. And it would make sense that they would want to re-release these at some point. And Sean's other uh, theory is that they might do a collection where it's like, here's Final Fantasy 1 through 6, all the OG versions with some bells and whistles or whatever. Um, So it's not... I definitely don't think it's an accident, but maybe, I mean, maybe they're just like, maybe that's what they internally call them and it accidentally got leaked to the release version or something like that. Seems weird. Uh, I don't really know, but I think it would make a lot of sense. I do, I want to say these dumb new icons look stupid for something that... All the Final Fantasy mobile icons look really good. I just like to go on the record
0: up. to say the icons are dumb and stupid and They're dumb and
1: stupid because now they have this dumb, ugly black banner on the three D versions. And uh, there was nine there's nine Final Fantasy games that all have like matching icons. If you had a whole folder full, now you have these two black eyes. And I don't like that at all. So anyway. Dumb, stupid for that, and
0: though. for idiots. I heard it here first, <laughs> yes. put that on the back of the box. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess we'll
1: uh... We'll see. I mean, we'll know by next week, I think, if they're going to announce anything at E3 or or not. But um, I think it's pretty possible that they want to release the original 3 and 4 somehow, whether it's on mobile or on some other platform. And just want to keep things straight. So they renamed these. I don't really know. But uh, it was kind of funny that Sean just sort of noticed this offhand and mentioned it. And then it kind of like spread like wildfire across the internet.
0: Yeah. Um, you know what we forgot to talk about with the iOS 15 stuff is the game recording thing. You've got this on here too.
1: Oh yeah, we got this uh, on here, so it's perfect timing. So
0: what I hope that they do with this, because like so you know, being able to record the last 15 seconds like that's cool. You know, like whatever. It's it's a thing that you know, like the Xbox and Switch and, and everything do. Yeah. But what I hope that they do is what you can do on the PC with like if you have an NVIDIA card, is that some games uh like call of duty does this where you can tell it you want to record automatically so like when you get like um i think like kills or i don't remember what triggers it but like like when the game detects something cool is happening it just automatically records it basically oh
1: okay the game detects it
0: yeah and and like they they set up like different different thresholds where it's like yeah okay this should be recorded or whatever and it just throws it in a folder somewhere and and all that i think that would be that would be cool if they took this to kind of like the next level where it's like the developers of games can set up like auto recording moments, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Where it's like, um, like say, say a game like, you know, bike Baron two or, or whatever, yeah. like, like, Oh, you just, you just got a, a new record. Like we're automatically saving that run for you. Yeah.
1: Kind yeah. Of thing. I think, uh, that doesn't seem too far fetched because that was kind of a theme with all of iOS 15 stuff is that Apple is chucking AI at everything they can and machine learning stuff or whatever. So I don't think it's too super out of the realm to be like, Oh, by the way, when you're playing Apple arcade games, it's constantly guessing if you're doing something cool or not and saving your recordings or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that would be really cool. But this is a nice, um, a nice new feature for controllers in iOS 15. You'll be able to use the share button that it's on basically all the modern controllers now. Um, And you'll be able to customize it to actually save the last 15 seconds of of your gameplay. So that's always really helpful because you never know when something cool is going to happen. And it's always the point that, like, something happens and you're like, oh, my God. And now you can just hit a button and know that it was saved as long as it was within the last 15 seconds. Um, Instead of being like, I'm going to just start recording and hope that this is a good game that's worth saving. Because that's kind of what you'd have to do now. And the screen recording stuff is kind of like finicky on ios so um and the backbone lets you do something similar to this too so um it's good but then beyond that it felt like there was a real push for controllers um in some of the sessions in in wwdc this this year and um i guess better late than never is all i can really say about that but it is really cool that they had entire sessions that were like hey support physical controllers with your games. And if you're going to make sure you do these like good citizen things, like um, map the correct button icons. If someone's using a PlayStation or an Xbox controller or whatever, and, and doing all these things that make the experience nicer. And um, Mikhail, who wrote our big um, controller guide and all that good stuff is big on controller support stuff. And he's really, uh, he's got a really keen eye for those kinds of, of little details and how well things work. Um, so I know he was really jazzed about this. He watched the whole, um, the, it was called the tap into virtual and physical game controllers session. So, um, it will be really cool. And then another thing specific to the PS five controller is, um, their adaptive triggers, which if I'm not wrong, I believe, um, can set how far they can be pushed down or something like that, depending on what you're doing. So it's like a full trigger push or a half trigger, kind of like what GameCube did, but it can like the, adjust it on the fly. The
0: Xbox uh, Pro controller allows you to do that with a switch on the back. It like determines like whether or not like the the, the trigger will go all the way down, halfway down, like mm. or just be like basically mm. a little tiny button press.
1: Interesting. I don't know enough. But that's a $300
0: controller, I think. So. Right.
1: Yeah, I don't know uh, enough about PlayStation to know exactly what their adaptive triggers are, but iOS fifteen is is specifically going to be supporting that functionality hmm. and probably more going into the future. So um, I welcome a bold new world where Apple is all in on controllers. Yeah, and it wish, would be cool. Uh, even
0: what's this would have been done like ten years ago? <laughs> Imagine yeah, exactly. how different things would be.
1: Like, we could have where Apple could be if they did all this shit before the Switch came out, right? right like, right. <laughs> so anyway. Um, pretty cool. That was uh, another I- uh, iOS 15 tidbit. Um, Microsoft also announced this week that they are uh, gearing up to release the XCloud game streaming beta more widely into more regions in the next few weeks, and um, they're also improving the technology by beefing up their servers and adding a bunch of new games and stuff like that. So it sounds like they're—it's kind of like their final push. Um, I don't know if it'll technically be out of beta when all this happens I think it's they're still calling it beta until they're they're happier with where it's at but um, I Don't know. I fiddled around when it was invite only I got in on it And fiddled around with it and it worked about as good as stadia or any of the others GeForce now um, Which is to say pretty well But also like I've only used it like at home yeah, yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see how this works on like a dodgy hotel Wi-Fi or, you know, whatever. So yeah. um, it's cool. I'm happy this is happening. It's going to happen outside the App Store because Apple is like that, and it's going to have to be a progressive web app. But um, like we've seen with the other guys, the progressive web apps can be darn close to app native app experiences. So uh, psyched to see this happen, psyched to see more people be able to try it, and hopefully all of their infrastructure beefing up um goes a long way towards uh making sure it's a good experience because I feel like this is the kind of thing that if it launches and it's anything less than fantastic, everyone's going to shit on it because cloud gaming is already kind of right. got an uphill battle in a lot of people's minds. So
0: yeah, but for people that use this in good situations, like it'll be cool. It, it, you know, I don't right. Know if that'll be everyone, but you know whatever.
1: I think we're not at the point. I think this is at the point where this is like a added feature for console gamers or PC mm-hmm. gamers.
0: Yeah, it's a value, but add, it's
1: not sure. like a. Um, I'm not buying a console or a PC. I'm just going to buy this tablet and stream all my gaming. That's yeah. how I'm going to game forever. Yeah. Like that we're not at that point yet, but that might be 10 years from now. That might be the future. So, um right now I just think it's just a cool bonus for Game Pass people to be able to play all these games on your phones and tablets. That's pretty yeah. sweet. So, and Microsoft does a really good job at adding um, touch support to a lot of their games too, so you don't even necessarily need a controller. Yeah, it's, think,
0: it's kind of a bummer that like they can't have like an actual native app because I think it would be really fucking good because they put a lot of effort into making this like as good as it can be inside of, you know, the weird yeah. rules that they're forced to play inside of. So
1: yeah, yeah, I know it's annoying, but I think we've all been as pissed as we're gonna be able to get about all that stuff already. Yeah. So. Now I'm just looking forward to what they can do. <laughs> um, and then, final thing I had to talk about this week was uh, mentioning Apple's design award winners for this year, and uh, just the game game winners specifically. But um, Little Orpheus won. Uh, that is a game from the Chinese Room and from Sumo Digital um, that more or less is like Limbo and Inside. It's like one of those side-scrolling games, trial-and-error games, where um, you're trying to make your way through, but things keep killing you out of nowhere or whatever, but just with a lot of personality and really good production values and and, uh, really a cool little game. Um, It won the award for delight and fun, so I could see that it's a pretty delightful little game, so that's cool, and an Apple Arcade game. Hmm, how about that? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) <laughs> An Apple Design Award uh, went to a game called Bird Alone for interaction, and uh, I actually had this downloaded, but I've never played it. But um, it's like uh, it's it's like a virtual friend that's a bird is the best way I can describe it. Like you interact with this little bird and talk about your day and all this other weird stuff, and there's some weird mini games and things like that. But it's supposed to be like a really cool thing and so that's why i ended up downloading it was someone else was hyping it up when it came out i I feel like it came out like maybe even last year but um i never got around to trying it so now that it won an award i'll have to uh get on that but anyway bird alone is kind of a quirky weird thing that won a design award and then um us two games no strangers to apple design awards they won one for alba a wildlife adventure which is another apple arcade game um, but this is also now on other platforms. I think it just recently launched on, like, Switch and PC and stuff. Um, really beautiful, cute little game. Um, not surprising that this won a uh, award. Uh, this one was for social impact. So the entire premise behind this game is that you're trying to um, do, like, animal conservancy. Conser- conserving. Animal conserving? Well, whatever. Whatever the term is. You're trying to save animals on an island that are dying out. And um, so that's cool that they did that. Uh, Genshin Impact won an Apple Design Award. That's not super surprising either for visuals and graphics. Um, Very, very, very probably the best looking game on mobile that I can think of. Maybe Divinity Original Sin 2 comes close. But anyway. And then finally, um, League of Legends Wild Rift won one for innovation. And I know you're a big fan of this Um, game. Another good game. uh, Yeah. Yeah, another good game and um, really good example of bringing an experience to mobile, but built in a mobile way instead of just kind of slapping the whole game. Although I think slapping the whole game on there wouldn't have it would have been fine. Yeah. But I think this is probably a better way of going about it, making something that's that's more geared around actual mobile play. So that's pretty cool. So anyway, all those people want a cool box with an Apple logo on it. Always wanted one of those I, yeah. Why won't any of these winners like sell them on eBay or something? <laughs> I, mean, I would totally buy one Because that's a cool award But anyway, those are the Apple Design Award winners For this year And that's kind of all I had to talk about this week What do you think about that? That's cool,
0: we went from I don't know what we're going to talk about To running extremely long So,
1: Are we extremely long? Sorry yeah, everyone <laughs> <laughs> I guess we, we should have saved some of our BS in For next week but, yeah, uh, Whatever all right, I'll drive this bus off the overpass. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, we are primarily supported through our listeners and our viewers and our readers. So if you like what we do, want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. Consider throwing a little support our way. You can also help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon. And, uh, i guess you could do a game club free trial yeah through the it. banner on our front page but do i don't think eli even cares anymore he's got a new care.
0: i care extremely about game that's my baby
1: <laughs> the game club still is baby so be sure to check out game club uh by doing the free trial through the banner on our front page and with all that thanks again for listening we'll be back with another episode of the touch arcade show next week see ya